Hey guys, this is episode 44, House Sitting with Kate McGregor. I just wanted to give you guys a heads up that the first five minutes the audio from Kate is a little bit crackly and kind of cuts in and out just slightly. However, after five minutes it gets super clear, so hang in there because this is jam-packed with some good stuff all about house sitting, so you don't want to miss it. All right, enjoy. You are listening to Solo Women Travel Tribe Podcast with your host, Zena Jones. Learn, inspire, share, and connect with fellow solo women travelers from all over the globe. Hey guys, and welcome back to the podcast. Today I am chatting with Kate, and we are talking all about house sitting, which is something that she does a lot of and she knows a lot about. Now, just so you guys have a little bit of background, Kate and I first met actually in the Facebook group, and she's a fellow Kiwi, which means a New Zealander for some of you who don't know. And yeah, so we met in the Facebook group, and then we actually first met in person a couple of weeks back in Antigua in Guatemala, where she is house-sitting, which is super cool, so she'll have to tell you guys all about that. So welcome to the podcast, Kate. Thanks a lot, Lena. Thanks for having me. (laughs) You're welcome. So yeah, I think it's kind of a funny story that we're both from New Zealand, yet our first meeting was in Antigua in Guatemala. It's kind of cool. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's a little unique. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit random. <laughs> okay, so tell us, first of all, what is house sitting? Um, well, house sitting is when you uh, have someone come into your house and to your home or you go on holiday or you have to go away for work or whatever reason it is. So as a house sitter, you're going into someone's home and looking after their home, providing security, um, looking after parents, keeping the place nice and clean and tidy, um, bringing in mail, and obviously a massive part of it in this industry is pets as well, so looking after their pets while they're away. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, rather than them having to take their pet to uh, catering or kennels and distressing them like that, they can just stay at home and, and we can look after them. Yeah, so basically you come in, you look after the house, you clear the mail, you you know, you know provide the security, you look after the pets, water plants, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, all sorts of jobs. <laughs> yeah, and I can imagine you would have had to do some pretty unusual things, which we will get to. <laughs> Absolutely. Different houses in different locations and different pets provide different stories. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. So why do you do it? Why do you house sit? Um, a few different reasons. So um, I started out house-sitting um, full-time uh, earlier this year in um, my, the accommodation I was staying in that was coming up for rent. I was going to go away travelling anyway, and so I thought in the gap I would just um, put the word out there. And I picked up for friends and family before and a couple of sits through an agency just randomly. So I um, put it out there and everything um, came into one piece, and I house-sat for three or four months before I came away travelling. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was providing me with accommodation um, or like before I went away. So like I have a rental property and I can't have pets in there and I grew up with pets and um, and I didn't realise how much I missed them not having them around so much and um, it's just really natural for me now. Uh, weirdly natural to be in someone else's have their pets around my head. It's a really nice um, thing to have. Also, obviously, it's a great way to um, travel the world as well if you go international with it. 
um, yourself in different cultures and local communities. It's really cool. Yeah, and I think a big thing that we need to point out, which I don't think we've mentioned yet, is basically it's free accommodation. So when you were doing it back in Wellington in New Zealand, like you weren't having to pay rent or, you know, pay to to live in a house because you're doing that. And like you say, you get that connection with pets or with animals as well, which in most rental properties they don't allow you to have. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, and and also, like, it's, it's a good option. A couple of little other things I didn't expect when I started out were it was a really awesome way to see different areas of my um, my city, so mm. different areas different areas of Wellington. Um, I potentially am going to buy a house eventually, and so it's a nice way to test, test all the different locations and which areas you like living in. Um, also, it's a nice way to see how I go with pets if you haven't had them for a while. So obviously, most of the time you're looking after um, adults, it's not kittens and puppies, but um, you know they already have routines and things like that. But it's just you know knowing that you're okay to go out and walk the dog twice a day if you need to, if you're looking to get a dog eventually. So yeah, that that's, yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, yeah. Do you have the time to walk a dog twice a day if you yeah. need to, and do you even like doing it? <laughs> Exactly, especially in the winter. Wow. Yeah, yeah. In winter, when it's like icy cold outside, and you've got to get up at six a.m. to to walk a dog. Yeah, I think it yeah. would make you question that. And a lot of the time, it's more painful if you don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine the animal would would make you feel pretty guilty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, how did you get into house sitting? How did it all start for you? Um, no, as I mentioned, I've done it on for sort of 10 years for friends and family. Mm-hmm. Um, I did in the UK uh, for 10 years and had a few friends there that had pets so that they were going away traveling. I would, I would pop over to their place and look after them. Um, and stuff like that in Wellington as well and so to start off with I joined an agency in New Zealand a house agency um, and then I was living in a shared flat and and that was more just so I could have the time out to myself not being in a flat with lots of people but I didn't get a lot of sets out of that Um, there weren't it was a quite it was a relatively new thing at the time this was maybe four years ago and um, so there weren't a lot of sets it wasn't very consistent um, through the agency and so I didn't do I did like one or two and then um, when I decided that uh, you know I was moving out of my flat and this is what I would give it a go, I uh, was I'm still with the agency, so I get lots of emails from them all the time now because it's become a lot more popular. Um, and so I started it out. The first set I got was through the agency, and then I just um, put some put the word out there, like online and on um, the Neighbourly app in New Zealand and in Wellington, and um, it all just rolled from there. People started contacting me and all the dates came into play um, and for every set that I do I get a reference so that's really mm-hmm. important to future future people future clients um, yeah I can imagine yeah references. yeah yeah I think if, if I was going to get a house sitter into my house that would be one question I would have is yeah what references do you have especially with a stranger someone you don't know of course, and, mm. and through the agencies, you um, you do have to provide references, and you also have to get a police check done. Okay, so, that's good. Um, that's yeah, good so 
that, that provides a lot more security and the agencies are a lot more um, it's really good to go to an agency to start off with especially because it gives you this safety net from both sides um, mm-hmm. because they're checks and they, and they know the house owner as well and they know the situations there and there's, there's kind of like that in between to help both parties out if anything did go wrong. Yeah, yeah I can see that, like it's security for, for both sides really isn't it? Yeah. And peace of mind yeah, yeah. Okay, so we've talked. You've talked a little bit about the agency there, and also joining some, like I guess, local community groups through Facebook, which I think is a really good tip. But so, how do you find your house sits? Um, so a mixture. I um, I get emails from the agency um, that I'm with in New Zealand, mm-hmm. uh, and they just, what the, you can in the agencies you can set up your profile, so you can tell them where you want to sit, uh, what dates you're available, all that sort of thing, and they'll send you the relevant um, sits that fit, and then you can accept them or not. Um, it's it's really casual, but um, so through the agency, there's a few every now and again. Then um, through the app name in New Zealand, it's a really cool app that um, connects neighbours um, that are living in the same suburbs. So, yeah. and it has a whole lot of stuff on it. For um, I know, like if anything, anyone's got anything for sale, or if there's been a burglary down the road, you know, they'll pop a little post on there and everyone's like, oh yes, I heard a car or whatever it is. Um, it's a really cool app, and um, there's a bit of security even behind that app, obviously. Because so that's neighbourly, isn't it? Because I've, I've yeah. never used it. Yeah. I have to check it out when I get back. I've never. Yeah, it's a really handy app um, to have for your local neighbourhood, and you can find out when there's events on and things like that. So yeah, it has a notice board, and I just posted a, an advert on the notice board, um, and that is actually how I got majority of my sits in the lead up to me coming away, which was three or four months. Yeah. And um, that and a mixture of friends. So I also yeah. put the word out to my friends on Facebook and said what I was doing, and yeah, the dates just aligned back to back I did four or five different places in three or four months and um, it was awesome it was really good fun yeah that's so cool and like you're just you're saving money on accommodation and you're getting pets to me it's like a massive win-win situation <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and I could save money uh, on rent and you yeah. know towards my things for my travel so totally <laughs> you can save it for traveling which is fantastic and I think it's worth pointing out that some people use house sitting to travel all around the world like basically full time um, yeah. I've heard of a few people doing that. And, I mean, you're doing it right now in Antigua in Guatemala. So how cool is that? <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. It's only a concept I learned about a year ago and um, didn't really know how to get into it or um, started to find some agencies, international agencies. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, and it's all just panned out for me. It's got a whole other story behind how I ended up here in Antigua. Yeah, which I think is a story that we need to hear. But first of all, I want to ask you, does it pay? Like, do you get paid to house it or can you be paid? Like, can you just give us some ins and outs on that? Um, Yes, you can get paid to house it. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't Mm -hmm. at this stage, although I have got some very um, generous friends that refuse not to pay me so that's nice but um, generally no it's, it's a return of accommodation for, for looking after their, their house and their pets um, and de- definitely they don't get paid um, it, that's how it works uh, you do pay to be a member of the agencies right 
stories and like tell us how you ended up in Guatemala. Yeah, cool, let's start with that one. Um, so I was coming away to Central America anyway. I um, wanted to escape New Zealand winter. That's when I am now moving forward each year and um, hadn't been to Central America. So knew that was a cool place to come. I knew it was relatively compact and small and I could travel most of Central America in three to four months, um, escaping New Zealand winter. And uh, once I'd started doing passes and kept sitting in Wellington, I thought, cool, I knew people did it overseas, let's look at how I can do that and tie that into my travels. So I found a, a Facebook page that was for houses in Central America and I joined it and I put my little advert up there and um, I had a lady in Nicaragua contact me. Um, this was before I came away mm-hmm. and she um, she was going away during the dates that I probably would be around that area and uh, she was American and she was back to the States. So and she just had one dog who was a dog that she rescued and he just needed some love and some food and things. And so we locked it in and that was exciting. It was going to be for three weeks. And then just before I left New Zealand, um, there was uh, political unrest in Nicaragua and the um, safety situation there changed quite a lot, yeah. especially on the um, safety What's the website called? Safe Travel. Safe travel. Website. Yeah, the yeah, New Zealand um, Safe Travel New Zealand. website. Yeah. And um, the safety bracing went to high risk, which mm-hmm. meant that um, my travel insurance wouldn't cover me if I went there. Yes. Um, so just kind of became a no-brainer that I couldn't do that job. And she was really good about, you know, understanding that and uh, had them, you know, we had kept in touch the whole time. So yeah. kind of cancelled that job and. Uh, and I came, when I arrived in Central America, I didn't have any house sitting jobs lined up, um, but I still had my little advert on the page. And at this stage, I hadn't joined any international agencies. I just kind of felt, you know, it might happen through this Facebook page or it wouldn't happen and whatever. So I booked a one-way flight into Belize mm-hmm. and um, spent a few days on Kikolka, where you've just been seeing. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, beautiful location, and oh, I yeah. spent a few days relaxing there because I had actually started my trip in Alaska and Canada, so wasn't the summer that I was looking for, but it was an amazing <laughs> place to be. Um, so it was lovely to be down in Belize in the uh, Caribbean and sitting on the beach. And um, on about my fifth day there, when I was just kind of planning what I might do next or that I may never leave that island, Um, I got a message on my Facebook from a lady in Antigua in Guatemala who was going away for three weeks with her family and was looking for a cat sitter. And so I made contact with her and we tried to talk on um, 
on Facebook on, on a video and uh, the Wi-Fi was terrible where I was and so we it was a pretty bad connection but what we got out of it was that um, they were leaving in three days time for their holiday oh, and wow. um, so if I wanted to do the sit or if they, they at this stage hadn't actually decided that they wanted a pet sitter um, they were just kind of putting it out there um, but kind of if I was going to do it I needed to start making my way towards Antigua because it was two full days travel on a bus from where I was to get here mm-hmm. so so without really knowing I just got arranged to get on a bus the next day took the ferry took the bus over to um, Guatemala over to Flores was the first stop which is by Tikal the big um, Mayan ruin site mm-hmm. and um, I spent the night there and contacted her again and just let her know that I was on my way to Antigua did she want to confirm <laughs> that I was going to look after her house and um she said, okay, yep, sure. And she, I was going to arrange, arrive in Antigua quite late at night, um, 9 or 10 p.m. So she arranged a hostel for me in the city to stay in, um, which was a lovely hostel. And then I went to their house the next morning. And they'd already start. gone, hadn't they? Yeah. yeah. So they actually left at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So when I arrived in Antigua that night, we hopped on video again and just had a good old chat. So the funny part of the story is she they were a Kiwi family. They are a New Zealand family yeah. um, living here in Antigua. They, her and her husband have lived here for 16 years, and they've got teenage kids now as well. Mm-hmm. And they were going over to Europe for three weeks. So um, that was just an uncanny connection that she had found me on this house-sitting site, um, American house sitting site and that we were both Kiwis it was hilarious so there was a lot of trust there I think just because we were both Kiwis yeah Um, yeah. so um, I arrived at their house the next day with the instructions they had given me very little information she (laughs) she told me that their cats were pretty easy going she told me where the food was yeah Um, that was about it (laughs) I arrived at their house the next day the housekeeper let me in who spoke um, only Spanish and I couldn't speak any Spanish at that time um, and she showed me the alarm she showed me <laughs> just the basics of the house and then she left and she went on holiday for three weeks as well so I didn't see her again okay um, so that yeah, and then she let you in I'm just going to apologise for the sirens because there's no way I can edit out what just happened <laughs> oh I didn't hear them did you not hear them? Oh, my God, I could hear them and not you. So um, for anyone listening, if they heard the sirens, that is my fault. There they go again, and I'm really sorry about that. (laughs) Okay, good. So you got up to the part where – so you'd arrived at their house. The housekeeper let you in. You basically knew you had to feed the cat. You knew where the food was. That was it. And then the housekeeper leaves for three weeks. (laughs) Yeah, and then that was it. That was me. I mean, luckily, because of modern-day technology, I could keep in contact with the Kiwi lady in Europe – through WhatsApp, so yeah, um, anything I couldn't find or couldn't work out, I'd just message her and she would come back to me pretty quickly. So, um, so yeah, they all worked out great. And then <laughs> they, um, I mean, I, there were some. She had given me contact details of a neighbour down the road. It was a um, not a gated community, but a, a community that all backed onto one playing field, and so they were all very close with all their neighbours. And so, oh, if anything good. were to go wrong, um, you know, I had back up there. That was fine, and I trusted in that. There's a lot of expats that live over here and it was a real expat community so Americans Canadians that's cool um, yeah yeah so, so that gave me a little bit of help because um, my Spanish is terrible <laughs> um, the other thing I didn't realise when I accepted that sit and started making my way over to Antigua I hadn't clicked that um, there had been a massive volcanic eruption here um, 
maybe 10 days before that. <laughs> yeah, so I remember seeing I that on the news. Yeah, I, yeah. I only realized that on my way here on the bus, and I yeah. thought, oh, no, what am I, what am I going what am I doing? <laughs> Um, you know, this could be as bad as Nicaragua situation. I don't know. So um, it was but, really serious. Like I remember seeing on the news that massive volcanic eruption basically destroyed a village and killed a lot of people. Yeah, so 80, I think it was eighty people were killed, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe more. Um, and I found out a lot more about that when I got here because um, I had the opportunity to volunteer and help mm, out. So that's um, cool. That's really cool to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. So I just um, I helped in the local kitchen preparing some food for the rescue workers in the local villages. So that was really cool yeah. um, opportunity to have that I wouldn't have had if I hadn't have taken a sitting job and found myself in Antigua. And then, so after that job, you got another one, right? You got one basically. Yeah. So literally the day I arrived in Antigua, actually, um, another lady contacted me from Antigua, and she. Um, she's actually friends because the expat community here is quite tight. So she didn't know my story with the Kiwi family, but she is friends with them and she had seen that we were friends on Facebook. So she assumed that I was um, already house-sitting here in, in Antigua and wanted to know if I could sit for her in a month's time. Or, um, yeah, there would be a month's gap in between the sits. So um, she's German, and so I just had to think about it because I wasn't sure... You know, I just arrived in Antigua, so I didn't know how it was here or even Guatemala. Um, didn't know if I wanted to stay here for three months. So I, you know, literally had arrived the day the night before. So I just told her that I would have to think about it and check my dates and um, get back to her. And it was less than a week later that, you know, I had sort of got into the town and I'd started the volunteering and met some people and it's such a nice place to be. And um, so I can totally I just, agree with that. I just have to put my two cents in there. It was a really beautiful little place to be and it had a real nice feeling about it. It does, yeah. And um, and the, the Kiwi family had said that to me when I asked them what had kept them here for 16 years. They said to me, you'll see, you'll see. <laughs> And uh, yeah. and I do I get it it's nice yeah. um, the, I mean the climate's really nice it's mm-hmm. like mid or early to mid twenties every single day here of the yeah. whole year um, and you know every morning when you wake up the sun is shining <clears throat> it's just lovely and the volcanoes that surround the city are just beautiful to look at it's a really weird thing to say um, but uh, I so in between house sit, so I accepted the, the next house sit mm-hmm. and, and, and in between house sits I thought cool this is when I can go exploring Guatemala or go and see somewhere else in Central America that I had planned to do um, and and that you know that was really cool the German family that I'm sitting for now they were lovely enough to offer me um, their guest bedroom in between the sits as well so I had a place to base myself um, and so I've just sort of dumped all my stuff I don't need there and went away and visited other parts of Guatemala which was really cool mm. except for getting sick and, um, yes. but again that, that was a blessing in disguise because I had a home to come back to when yes. I got sick it was really really nice so um, and that was what I was going to say about the volcanoes is when I came back from traveling to do this house and when I was sick, when I landed at Guatemala airport, it was seeing the volcanoes. It was really, I don't know, a real homely feeling like, Oh, there they go. I'm home. Yeah, <laughs> I've yeah. only been here three months. It's so nice. <laughs> yeah. And I can see how you'd make it home really easily. It's such a beautiful place. 
So do you have any um, unusual stories that you can share with us of some of the house sitting experiences? Yeah, yeah, I um, made some notes about this because oh, I had to really think. I had to think about it because uh, really? I think when disastrous things happen or when um, weird things happen, you don't always remember them. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it yeah. stays in the past. But yeah, so the very first set that I did um, as part of the start of this full time journey in Wellington um, was through the through the local agency, and um, it was a house set in Wellington. It was actually like a small farm in the city. <laughs> um, so it was in Miramar Peninsula yeah. and um, at their house they had seven chickens, a guinea pig a rabbit <laughs> and a really yappy yappy little dog Wow! and um, that was for a week and uh, I went and met them before they went away just to see the ins and outs of the farmyard and um and I, I knew I would be okay with it because I was brought up in a small town and my grandparents had a farm and things. So I wasn't worried about that. The only thing I was concerned about was um, going into the chicken coop because yeah. I'm a little bit scared about chickens flying at me. But um, So that left me there with that. And that was just bizarre. For my first house sit um, in a long time, a small farmyard was quite... Um, it wasn't that hard work, but it was quite different to a regular house sit where you've got a couple of cats or a dog. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so this little dog didn't actually need, he was the least amount of work. He didn't need any um, walking or anything like that. He barked a lot all night long. Um, so it wasn't a particularly comfortable house sit to be in. But um, I really enjoyed looking after the other random animals. Um, I had to obviously feed them, but let them out to run around every now and again, every day. Um, and the, the chickens actually became quite comforting, <laughs> the oh, sound really? of the chooks, um, which was really bizarre. So um, I looked after them and everything went smoothly. I didn't lose any animals. The rabbits and the chickens both tried to dig their way out of the place. <laughs> um, but um, they, the day they were due to return, um, I left their house in the morning and I packed everything up and I had washed the sheets and changed the sheets and everything Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and left. Um, They were due home that afternoon and so I just did the morning feed and they would be home for the afternoon feed. Um, There was a massive storm across the Pacific. They had gone to Sydney and there was a massive storm in the Pacific and they couldn't get home. Their flight was cancelled. And so... Luckily, I didn't have another sit lined up immediately. I still had my rental flat at this stage. Um, and so I was able to go back to their place after work that night and stay for two more nights until they could get home. Um, it just meant that I had to, <laughs> you know, wash all the sheets over again. Oh, and yeah. That. Yeah, but, um, but anyway, that, that worked out. And so I think a really big thing about being a house and pet sitter is flexibility. Yes. Um, I had to be flexible in that situation. Obviously, if I couldn't have done it, then um, they would have had to arrange a friend to come or mm-hmm. contact the agency. That one was for an agency, so contact the agency to find someone emergency. But um, but even coming to Central America, you know, if I hadn't have been flexible with my plans, then I couldn't have accepted these two sets that I've had here yeah. in Antigua. You know, if I had already pre-booked all my flats and accommodation through Central America. Yeah, then, definitely. Um, you wouldn't that, have been able to. Yeah. That wouldn't have worked so that's a, that's a big part of it being flexible yeah yeah any other unusual stories that you wanted to share um uh, the kiwi house here in antigua when i the first two days 
that I left the house to go find food, groceries. This mm-hmm. was the other thing. Like, I had no idea where I was. It was a little bit on the outskirts of Antigua. Right. So um, I figured out a place where I could eat food, which was actually where you and I went for lunch, Sina. Which was farm. nice. Yeah. Yeah, amazing lovely. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, I couldn't eat that all day, every day. It was a bit pricey. So mm-hmm. yeah. um, I just needed to find a supermarket. So on my journeys in and out finding a supermarket, um, I managed to lock myself out of the house twice uh, in a row. <laughs> so what? the house, all the houses have really big um, gates out the front, locked gates. Right. And um, somehow I managed to, I figured it out what I was doing in the end, but I was double locking myself out. And then oh. I, so the key wouldn't let me back in because I double locked it from the inside before I went out. <laughs> so um, luckily, the, like I said, the neighbors' houses all back onto the same um, field, playing field out the back. And there was a house two doors down where the kids, um, they were American family and the kids were just like playing out on the street and playing in the field. And actually my first day at that set, they came in the house and asked if they could get some water because they couldn't get into their house. Um, and so they, one of those girls had been out walking her dog, one of the little kids, and she saw that I was struggling to get in the gate. And she asked if uh, I wanted to come through their house to get out the back. Oh, that so was nice. Get in, get in the back door. Yeah, it's actually it's something about Antigua. It's a real community vibe. And, yeah. Um, staying at that house and seeing all the kids playing out out and about reminded me of when we were kids growing up in New yeah. Zealand. Like there's just not as much PC world here. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a Trust. different. It's yeah, they they're a lot more trusting, aren't they? Yeah, and they're not on their devices, and yeah, um, you know, these kids, three of them, came into the house on the first day that I was there and said, "Can we just get a? So we're friends with you know the kids here. Can we just get a glass of water because we've been knocked out of a house?" I was like, "Okay." <laughs> so cute, and it's so Kiwi. Like that does remind me of growing up at home. Like you just go yeah. over the neighbors and you know just help yourself to a glass of water, kind of thing. Like it was yeah, just the way it was growing up. Yeah. Yeah. And I mentioned it to the Kiwi family when I was messaging about something else, and they said, "Oh yeah, we forgot to tell you, you'll probably have a lot of kids coming in the house." <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so so they keep me company. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's nice though. That's really nice. Yeah, so I figured out the gate and I didn't lock myself out anymore. <laughs> That's quite <so> funny, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's worth mentioning as well, like I'm sure you've stayed in a lot of different places that range from, you know, average sort of a house to incredibly nice. And I think the one that that you're in right now, which is where I got to, I got to visit is absolutely beautiful. Like it's a stunning house. And I think that's, um, you know, like one of the really um, beautiful things about house sitting is you're getting to experience all of these different homes, beautiful homes, some of them. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think, yeah, like I say, if I'm looking to buy a house myself, it gives you lots of nice ideas for mm. how, you, how you want things or how you don't want things, mm-hmm. how things work. Um, and also, I read, like when I left school, I did a diploma in interior design. So oh. it's kind of bringing back a lot of that stuff that I I never worked in the industry. But um, it's more of a passion, I guess. It was more of a passion for me then. Um, yeah, so it's nice nice to check out and sometimes not so nice like you say um people live very different lives yes yes i'm you know it doesn't i don't know if you say house sitting doesn't discriminate but it's like everybody of all um you know all sorts of lifestyles needs has pets and and needs pets it is so yeah um, 
Yeah, yeah. I've stayed in some amazing places, even in Wellington, um, you know, right opposite Lyle Bay, you know, like a dream house. Um, yeah. 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 Didn't, didn't want to leave some of those yeah. places. And, and, and in Wellington, you get the amazing views in some of the places too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's been cool. And it must be hard, like, when you you form a bond with some of their pets, mm. you know, over time, and then you've got to say goodbye. I mean, that mustn't be too easy. Yeah, it is. And I, I think um, – it's only, you know, I've probably done about 10 sets in a row now and so 10 different sets of pets through Wellington and Central America and, um, you know, it's, it really does vary but it has happened for a couple of, a couple of sets and mm-hmm. I think the last one I did in Wellington, um, uh, was really, really awesome. She'll probably listen to this podcast, I just realised. <laughs> um, but, you know, I with her dog and her cat. They're lovely. They're really, really cool yeah. animals and, um, and just a really nice family as well. So, um, you know, but the good thing is that when I return to Wellington, hopefully I'll be able to sit for them again sometime. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. In Guatemala here, um, I don't know, a lot of the animals are street animals that mm-hmm. have been you know, taken in. Yeah. So, or, I mean, all the cats have been that I've been looking after. So, um, they're of different degrees of affection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, two, one of them, as you know, is completely scared of me. Yes. She has she at me this week when I bring her food. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, um, white, the little white fluffy one, she's like on my lap every night watching Netflix with me. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really going to miss her when I leave. She's cutie. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was. Yeah. yeah, but then some of them are just real street cats too, so they're yeah. just out doing their thing and not bothered by a human. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you say, different degrees. So yeah, yeah. What are some of the do's and the don'ts of house sitting? Yeah, cool. So for um, for house sitters and pet sitters that are going into other people's homes, I think. Um, I mean, I've only created this list from hearing other people's stories. Mm -hmm. Um, Man, there's some horrific stories out there. And um, it's a lot of my friends that have shared their stories with me of previous experiences. So um, I think a big one is just, I don't know, just don't take the piss. Like, um, respect the house and its belongings, like your own, like how you would your own house. Yeah. Um, And even more so, like, you know, or you're a guest in their house, essentially. Even though you're doing a job for them, you're a guest in their house. So, yeah, yeah. Um, respect. Show respect at all times, yeah. Yeah, um, bring your own supplies. So, you know, obviously all your own food. I um, bring all my, like, washing powder and things like that as well. Um, that's, that's, especially when I'm at home because, you know, I'm, I have a car to get around to cart all my things around, so I just take everything to the next job with me. Um, and check it's okay to use, like, the washing machine and internet and things like that. Um, yeah. Of course, nine times out of ten it definitely is, but it's just a respectful thing to ask. And if you go through an agency, these are the types of things that are um, – checked through anyway beforehand but um but if you don't then then you need to cover yourself and make sure that you do this as well so just things like um the internet obviously you're going to need to ask about it anyway if you want to get the password to the wi-fi Mm -hmm. but um you know ask is it okay you know what's what um what's the word what package do you have what's the level package that you have so that if you're if you're streaming something at their house you know you don't want to use all the internet yeah um, (laughs) yeah yeah like it's the same with anything at their house don't use everything um and replace what you can so yeah um, if you do have to borrow something 
So, um, obviously, like other parts of not taking the piss, there's no parties. Oh my goodness, I've heard some horror stories of that. Um, you can't have a party in someone else's house yeah. without their without their approval. Um, yes. And or sleepovers, even so, bringing friends over to sleep or anything like that. You should get approval first before um, before you do that. Yeah. And I think um, something else that I've seen along the way is, or that people um, in their houses are wary of, is if you're a single house sitter or if you're a couple. So um, you know, usually if you're a couple, it's not a problem either. But um, but people like to know. Yes, so, they want to know if there's um, going to be one or two of you staying. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. just making everything really clear beforehand. So, mm-hmm. um, and I think that other thing for um, potential pet and house sitters is don't take it on a job that you can't commit to. So mm-hmm. um, both in location and timing, but also the duties of the job. So mm-hmm. like I said, if, if it was, you know, a really big dog that you had to walk, um, three times a day and you're physically not able to do that then don't don't accept the job yeah you know just for the sake of getting some free accommodation or some experience um, it's not fair on um, you and it's not fair on the sitter on the house um, owner but it's also not fair on the dog yeah like, totally totally yeah yeah, yeah, so that's just some things to be aware of. Um, and I think for homeowners that are looking to get pet sitters into their house, um, it's more just about giving as much information as you can beforehand to the sitter. Um, so don't, yeah. just don't leave them in the dark about things. Yeah, well, the more info, the better, really. Like they, you know, you've, you've never lived in their house before, so... Yeah, and I think because of my experience, I've now created a little document that I send with questions yes. to the sitter where possible beforehand. Good idea, um, yeah. Yeah, and it's just stuff that I've learned that I kind of generally need to know beforehand. So, A, about their pets, but, um, you know, me- maybe medications or times of day they eat or um, just stuff, especially if you can't meet with them beforehand, like I couldn't with the, um, one, the first one here in Antigua. Yeah. So, just the information that you need to get. But also about, you know, things things in the house that aren't, aren't uh, just normal or that are a little bit broken maybe but are still fine to use or you know how does the oven work or um, just little things like that so you know if you've got somewhere that's got I don't know a leaky roof it's like it's fine don't hide it from the pet sitter because yeah. you know they see it happening and they didn't know about it beforehand they're going to freak out yeah. <laughs> yeah. and they just need to know what to do you know yes. so um, yeah so just uh, not leaving anyone in the dark and um yeah, same, oh, same with the pets. Like, if there's any issues with the pets, don't don't think that you're going to scare them away because your pet has um, some kind of issue. Like, let them know about it. Yeah, for sure. And if, like, I did a house sit once. It was for three months, and they were away over the Christmas period, and they had a really old cat. And one of the first things they said to me is, if the cat dies, don't worry, just don't tell us. They didn't oh. want to know. And I was like, oh, my God, your cat might die. Like I was, but I was yeah. really glad that they told me because it's something they expected. The cat was really old and, you know, it potentially could pass away. And because they were really attached to the cat, if that happened, they didn't want to know. And I was like, I, I respect that. Yeah. No, that's great information to give. And actually that last house sit that I did in Wellington where I got really attached to their dog and their cat, that um, dog is really old and he has epileptic fits every now and again. Mm-hmm. So he has medication for that. And yeah. You know, they just explained to me it might happen, it might not happen. Thankfully, it didn't happen mm. while I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, at least you were prepared. That's the main yeah, thing. Yeah, well, I was prepared as I could have been. Yeah. I knew what to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. if it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, so. 
Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's most of the main do's and don'ts. Yeah. And I think just to sum that up is basically be respectful and, you know, don't, don't assume anything. No. Just, you know, make sure to ask. Always ask. Everywhere is so different too. Yes. So, um, yes. you know, at most of the time where possible, I will meet the, the people and the pets. Yes. Um, yeah. Have a look However, at the house. However, you know, two complete different situations here in Guatemala where um, the first one I didn't meet the family beforehand and they were so busy getting ready to go away and the kids were finishing school that, and the internet was bad. So we did, we really didn't get a lot of <laughs> pre-info beforehand. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Yeah. And, and then to the next case, the German lady, you know, I had a month and a half to get to know her. You know, she became my tour guide in, in Antigua, actually, <laughs> while I was at the other pet. So she would pick me up and go take me to the markets. And oh, that's so nice. Take me all around. And then I stayed at their house for a month, you know, on and off before I started the set. So I really got to know the routine here yeah. and where everything was in the house and how everything worked and because she was here to show me. Extreme so. opposites, hey? <laughs> yeah, yeah, extreme opposites. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, so if someone's wanting to start house sitting and get into this, where you know where do they start? What do they do? Um, so I think a good place to start is to just to get some experience. So to get some experience without having started, it's the chicken and egg. Yes. Um, is locally like friends and family ask, reach out. Um, you know when they're going away. Um, so so like how I started, I still had my rental property, but I knew I needed to get experience if I wanted to make a good go of this. So I started doing sits, even though I still had my rental property. So it wasn't for the accommodation to start off with. It yeah. was to get the experience. Right. So, um, yeah, reaching out locally. And then you'll start to get um, references. And actually, word of mouth is a really big thing mm, locally. I've noticed that. Yeah, word of mouth. I still get people asking me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so if you work in a corporate environment, a lot of the time there's opportunity to, you know, if there's an intranet, you can pop a little message on there um, and let people know. So you, you could be house-sitting for workmates when they go on holiday. Um yeah, so just just any which way, start getting some experience, mm-hmm. and from there you could join an agency. Um, uh, if if you didn't think outside of an agency was going to give you enough work moving forward, if you wanted to go full time, um, so to join the agencies you do have to have a reference mm-hmm. um, of some description. So. Um, and then they'll do police checks as well and they organise all that with you Um, the agency I joined in New Zealand when I first joined them they also did a Skype interview with me um, face to face obviously um just to to meet me and get to know you know kind of what kind of person I was and you know that I wasn't maybe going to go into, that I was going to treat people's homes with respect, respect and that, yeah. You know, yeah. just to get that trust and, and I imagine they do that with the people who own the houses as well so they can kind of get a lay of the land so um, yeah so I would say starting out to go get some experience and, and start with an agency because then you get to know the ins and outs and then you'll feel comfortable to go out on your own if you want to from there mm. I mean once you've paid an agency membership there's nothing bad about going through an agency I um just personally found there wasn't enough jobs for me through the agency to keep to keep going full-time yeah and so you mentioned before like 
you know, researching community Facebook groups or house sitting groups on Facebook, you know, like there's a, a massive amount of different groups out there that you could research. Like you found the the page for the Central American house sit. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, house sitting Central America, I think that page is called. But, yeah. um, and so there's people on there advertising. More so there's people that are pet and house sitters that are looking yeah. for jobs. Yeah. But um, that is where people will advertise their, their jobs. And, um, or if they see your advert, they'll just pop you a private message. Yeah. And I, I've had a few since I've been here. It's actually a really popular place for it. But um, what, what was the other thing I thought of? Oh, expat groups. So oh, yeah. Yeah. when you're traveling globally, um, like I don't like to generalize, but I don't think a lot of Guatemalan families would need house or pet sitters because um, A, they have really tight-knit family groups. So, you know, probably Somebody their family else. would come around yeah. and look after their pets or their house for them. Yeah. Um, or they live in such big families. Um, yeah, and or B, they're on the other side of, um, you know, unfortunately they don't take holidays so um, or they don't have pets. So, um, but so, so majority of the sitting here, and I imagine in most of Central America, is expat people, so mm-hmm. people from America, people from England that are living in these areas. Um, yeah, so, and so because of that, on Facebook, there's expat groups where they can all communicate with each other and ask about where to find things and how to get things fixed and <laughs> stuff like that. So, yeah, that's a good one uh, to join as well. And I know there's websites like, I think I think it's trustedhousesitters.com or something like, like, yeah, something like that. Yeah, so that's one of the global agencies. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's one of the main global agencies. Um, so if you're looking to get house sitting internationally, that's definitely one to join. Um, and even before you join, you can look on their website and see where some of the current opportunities are or where some of them have been. Mm, um, I've and done they that. are literally yeah. all over the world. Yeah, they literally are. Like I've done that. I've gone on there. I've considered joining because I don't think it's cheap in terms of the joining no. fee. But, you no. know, like I've had a look at some of the house sits. And if you were to do it full time, there's some like beautiful places on there. But a lot of them well not a lot of them some of them are quite remote um, yeah remote so yeah absolutely and um, again it comes back to being really flexible so yes. um, you know if you're wanting to do this full time you um, you know might be in Spain for one month and then I don't know Korea for the next month yeah so and you would be booking that travel in between so yeah um, yeah, or or even more so, there might not be a job for you to go to next. So exactly. So yeah, how are you gonna, yeah, how are you going to cope with that sort of thing? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a good problem to have, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the last question I want to ask is: Where can anyone connect with you or find you if they want to connect with you? Yeah, sure. So, obviously, on all those Facebook sites we just talked about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, I, because of the demand that I started getting, I set up my own little Facebook page for my pet sitting mm-hmm. um, and house sitting, and that's called Welly Sitter. So, so Welly as in W-E-L-L-Y? Yeah. Sitter? And then underscore and then sitter. Okay, cool. So, that's my handle for Facebook, and you'll see um, if you want to go on there and have a look at some of the awesome cute pets that I've been looking after, there's lots of pictures on there, and um, I I actually like to do that too for the owners, so I I ask them beforehand if they're okay for me to post photos of their pets on social media, because it's kind of like posting photos of children on on social media, So yeah, and some people are sensitive about that, so um, I always ask first, and then they love it, because 
because I, I have an Instagram page too, and it means they get to um, check out what their pets are up to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's me, really so. cute. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So Belly Sitter, and then um, the other page that I have is Out of Office, mm-hmm. MZ Out of Office. Um, on Facebook and Instagram and that's just a little bit more about what else I do while I'm um, travelling and sitting and um, some of the other fun things that I have made me a little bit of a digital nomad I guess yeah um, cool so in those last few months NZ out of office yeah yeah cool right. awesome so people can check you out on either Wally Sitter or NZ out of office and see what you're yeah. up to explore the fun times and um, yeah. feel free to reach out for me if anyone wants any info about sitting as well um, I can help out yeah and that's one thing I definitely want to point out is I, I've noticed inside the group um, you've been incredibly helpful with answering questions so I know that if anyone wants to ask you questions about house sitting and stuff like that they could definitely um, send you a um, private message and that you'll be really helpful so thank you for yeah, being um, an to awesome member it's a cool journey yeah definitely it's nice to be able to do that and to give back a little bit so yeah thank you for doing that that's cool awesome oh thanks so much for coming on the podcast chick it's been awesome to have you here and it's been quite funny because like a few times you've said things that are so kiwi (laughs) and i'm like i wonder if our listeners will understand what that meant I fully understood you, but I think a couple of people will be like, what does that mean? Okay, message just for clarification. Yes, do that. All right, Chick, thanks so much for coming on. It has been really thanks awesome. Thanks for having me. Hey, you're welcome. And um, keep in touch. We'll talk again soon. Absolutely. Enjoy the rest of your time in the States. Thanks, Chick. Okay, see ya. I hope today's episode has been helpful for you. If you would like to ask me any questions or give any feedback or comments, pop on over to Solo Woman Travel Tribe. I would love to hear from you guys and connect. Now, if you want to get your hands on my copy of the top five things you need to know as a solo woman traveler, it's not what you think, then head on over to www.solowomantraveltribe.com forward slash download. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you are not already a member of our Solo Woman Travel Tribe, then please come and check us out at www.facebook.com slash groups slash Solo Woman Travel Tribe. Thanks again, and I hope to see you over in the group.